Oh wow! Clap for me. Thank you so much. Welcome everybody <laughs> to another uh, episode of the After Dark TLB After Dark Show with your boy Devontae. This is episode seventy-eight, I believe. We're on episode seventy-eight. Um, my, my phone is updated right now, so I really can't check. But that's okay. Um, welcome. Good good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon to everybody that continues to listen to the podcast. We really do appreciate you. Um, for tuning in, excuse me. Uh, before we actually get into the show, uh, make sure that you subscribe to us on any and all platforms that you listen to podcasts from, whether that may be SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Um, please go ahead and subscribe, check us out, listen to us one time, whether you be a first time, last time, or a reoccurring listener. We definitely appreciate your support and love you for it. Um, if you want to check out some of my other content, you can go to my website at www.tyronshicks.com. Um, you can check out all my other content, all my other podcasts that are there, including the Devontae's World Podcast, which is on hiatus right now. Um, uh, really because of COVID for real, for real, but, um, hopefully we should be back in the next two or three months. So we'll see about, um, uh, just, just give us some time on that. And then, um, the R&B and Chill podcast, um, which we just released a new episode, uh, on, uh, this previous Monday, this past Monday. So go check that out right now. Uh, we're talking, um, who's in, um, really talking about the R&B Hall of Fame, um, if there was one and who would be in your R&B Hall of Fame. So go ahead and check that out right now. Um, and if you're looking for, um, to advertise a product, a business, a service, uh, we definitely would love to work with you, um, especially um, if you're a black-owned business. We're definitely black and brown-owned um, businesses. We're definitely looking to work with you. Uh, so please head over to my website. You can go to our brand partners, check out all of our previous brand partners, brand partners, excuse me, that we have worked with um, um, <clears throat> so far that have been amazing um uh you can click their uh their picture and either take you to their website or their instagram page so and uh, again i do appreciate those um individuals and companies for working with me and taking the time out to collaborate with me uh what's been going on guys um just to let you know i am a little tipsy you feel me uh just drinking a little orange juice and jack or uh, orange juice apple juice and Jack, you feel me? Um, on this episode, Bay is not with me. <laughs> I'm sick. Uh, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Can we get an all real quick? Where's the where's an all? Do we have an all? Like, like do we have an do we have an all signal? Like, oh, you know? Have to have one, right? Got to. Let me see. Let me see. Like, oh, like a sigh, you know. You know what I'm saying? I wanna see if they actually have one. But I don't know, right? Anyway, oh, but um, it's not gonna be a long show today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, uh, this is the after dark show. We do have some things to discuss. We do have some things to get into. Um, first on the docket, all I want, what I really want to talk right now is um, how I have been a slave to love and hip hop on Facebook watch. Yeah. Uh <laughs> right, I've been a slave to um Facebook uh, love and hip hop Facebook watch in a sense where like okay. If you if you have listened to me or if you if you if you know me for real, um I am a slave to love and hip hop. Not to say like 
I've watched every season, every bit, but most of them I've watched, right? Yes, I can I can say, I will say, and I will admit, damn it, I'm not, I don't got no shame in my motherfucking game, you understand what I'm saying? That I've listened and watched this shit. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. You know what I'm saying? No, don't do that. Don't cricket me. But I'm just saying, like, yo, um, why has it been so like why why I've been slave to the to to it now in a sense is because um over the past ten years I've 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 watched um not only watched but kind of been a part of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. From the New York to the Atlanta, I think I've been more a part of the Atlanta franchise than anything. That's my favorite Love and Hip Hop franchise out of all of them. Um, but I've been watching behind um, back in the day clips, right? So now Love and Hip Hop, of course, a lot of these reality shows um, are trying or keeping relevancy by bringing back, you know, old clips, old timelines, you know. Of friendships of how things you know started with this relationship to this time you know so i was i was watching a lot of this shit and it really and it really got in my head like nigga you have been invested like shit you know what I'm saying? not invested as like yo i talk about this every day all day but to say like yo i know every character right i know every person on the show in a sense where I've seen every person on the show, right? You know, I've, I've, I've interviewed one of the people that were on the season, you know, Benzino interviewed him, you know what I'm saying, two years ago. And I'm like, damn, this shit crazy. So they had timelines of Stevie and Benzino's relationship, you know, how it, how it began and how it fell out. They had Jocelyn and Mimi. They had... Uh, they were doing Love and Hip Hop Miami, Atlanta, New York. Like they were just giving off good, like good back in the day shit. You know what I'm saying? Like why Love and Hip Hop became what Love and Hip Hop really, really was. And what I and what I came to understand about Love and Hip Hop is that one is that there was really not a lot of love and not a lot of hip hop going on in these shows right and as a person who who i think got more intrigued into reality tv due to love and hip-hop um i think the expectation for me or or by me was that love and hip-hop was going to be that right love and hip-hop was going to you know not do the whole kardashian thing not do the whole uh, you know, MTV reality type TV and all that shit. Like, I'm thinking it's going to be, but not in, you know, not going to be that. But it was that, just in a black form, right? And that was the first time I really, you know, even with Real Housewives in Atlanta, which was on Bravo, right? Even with them, it was like, these were the first shows that I really seen black people not just act a fool, but act a fool, like shack the fool for a storyline and a check. Right. And for a long time, love and hip hop in some moments, in most moments, was real as fuck. Right. Like in the moment where Jim Jones in season one literally took Buddy's face or like his his boy grabbed his face 
and made him look in the camera. And Jim Jones brought his boys to check, like to 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 check him. Uh, oh boy, to check Buddy, right? Because Buddy was talking bad about Chrissy and everything like that. And so this is New York, my nigga. Like not even being from New York, I'm not gonna talk bad. First of all, I'm not gonna talk bad on nobody's baby moms or you know or anybody's kids or whatever even if i got a problem with them you understand what i'm saying i'm a i'm a especially if i'm if i know i i ain't that nigga right and buddy knew fat dude knew season one knew that he wasn't no killer and so when you got a real nigga i don't even want to really call him a killer but a real nigga <laughs> and Jim Jones who has a swarm of niggas coming at you. Like, first of all, if I was him, if I was Buddy, because I, I forgot his name. But if I was Buddy in season one of the first Love and Hip Hop, yo, I would have, my fucking, I would have been, I would have shitted my, I would have booked it. <laughs> you heard? I would have, listen, I would have booked it. I would have bit out the dope and I would have ran out there. I don't care how, I listen, fat. Listen, fat as hell, I would have ran my ass. If I was in his shoes, if I was in Buddy's shoes, I would have ran out that motherfucking door, no holds barred, out that bitch talking. Yeah. Do you hear me? Listen, game over. Do you hear me? Like, done. Done. It would have been like, I'm out this bitch. Like, I'm gone. Okay? It, it, listen, because that's ridiculous. Right? And so... Um, you know, like I said, from that till, you know, the previous season that we had up until 2019, it was just like, yo, it was so much that you've seen with every spinoff, with every season, with every just like how, you know, things reacted and you've seen how the reunions was. I think, I think the best or the most, I don't even want to say the best because sometimes, and most of the times, all of these reunions are traumatic, right? In a lot of senses, right? Like, all the seasons from every spinoff always got some drama attached to it, right? It wouldn't it wouldn't be a love and hip hop reunion if it wasn't. But I think the love the 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 biggest love and hip hop like drama was when Jocelyn and Stevie went at Benzino and Althea. Yo it was like, I was like, yo, this shit about to get crazy. And my thing is, bro, when you do shit for ratings, plus put people's well-being in jeopardy, that's a that's a lot of that's a mix of toxic energy, right? You asking for shit to go down. So when you bring back the show and you got the beautiful Samora as the host of the reunion. And you got Benzino and Stevie talking about what, 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 nigga, what, what, nigga, what, what, nigga, don't do that, what, nigga, what, what, nigga, what, like, like, and then every, then they get up and start walking and no security. My thing was y'all had this shit staged because I watched it back. You feel me? I've watched, and here's the thing, I've watched that particular season reunion, that particular one, season three, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, season reunion. I particularly watched that one because that season is what got y'all over the hump. 
my nigga. Like, it's not to say, like, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta wasn't doing better than New York, because it was. Like, everybody was into Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But Love and Hip Hop Atlanta was steadily climbing, and then, like, season three just hit a... Like, it hit a dead for a minute. And, like, yeah, we was into Stevie and and Benzino being mad at each other, yada, 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 and all that shit. But it wasn't, it wasn't big. Like, I was more excited that... Waka Flocka girl got on there because I'm like, oh shit, Waka Flocka is going to be on Love and Hip Hop like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, being a Waka Flocka fan, I'm like, oh shit, hell yeah, that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, my nigga going to be like, but it, like, he wasn't really there, but like, she was more there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tammy and, and Waka. Like, but that season reunion took Love and Hip Hop Atlanta over the top, bro, and it never looked back. Like, my thing was, y'all didn't have no, y'all have, all this security. But y'all let Stevie and Jocelyn get to Benzino and after. Y'all let them go. Y'all let them go. Like, it wasn't even like, hey, yo, 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 y'all stop. Hold up, hold up. Nah. Y'all watch that back on Facebook. Watch, bro. Go to Love & Hip Hop page on Facebook and y'all watch that shit back. I'm telling you. That security guard, them securities knew what was up. Mona knew. Mona knew from day one. From like season one to season four of any spinoff that she knew, she knew for real. And I'm just speculating, but she had to know that to do this, it would have to create some type of drama. And Jocelyn was the epitome of the drama and the star of the motherfucking series, period. That was period, point blank, for like five, six seasons. Until she left, she was the primitive star of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So if you lose Jocelyn, you lose the fucking series. We knew that. The fans knew that. Everybody knew that. But for y'all to let that shit escalate the way y'all did, it was like a slap in the face. Because it was like, all right, we get that y'all, you know, doing this to get it back. But come on, bro. Like, now y'all really, really fighting. And now this shit can get really, really, really out of hand. Like, this is reality for real. And now this shit can out of hand. But I was like, yo, this shit crazy. It was it was just like, yo, love and hip-hop. It's really nuts. Um, we forgot on Tuesday to talk about the shadiness of Ashanti and Keisha Cole's um, versus battle. Now, uh, per um, Timberland and uh, Swiss Beats, they put out that Ashanti versus uh, Keisha Cole's their battle um, actually broke Instagram numbers. Um, you know, having about eight point one. A uh, million million views, you know what I'm saying, uh, during the duration of their uh, their live. So that's that's really dope. Um, but there's a lot of shadiness that was going on. Um, I didn't think it was going to be like that, right? Um, watching it from a and I, I and and. To be honest, I didn't watch it. Like, I, I honestly forgot. Like, and y'all know I was here for it. But for this to be, like, a month or two behind, right, I was like, yo, I I, I like, I was over it. Like, I ain't even gonna hold you. I got over it. I was like, man, fuck this shit. If y'all not gonna do this shit, I'm, I'm, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't care no more. Like, I'm like, if y'all gonna do it, cool. If y'all not, like, because they pushed it back, and then they pushed it back again. And I was like, for what, bro? Like, I'm like, oh, all right, all right, work it out. Do what y'all, do what you do, bro. So then 
niggas get the fucking battle. Yay, we get the battle. Amen. We finally clap it up for everyone. We finally get the fucking battle. Right? And um, from my knowledge, both of them motherfuckers was like, what is it, black folks? Folks, period. What is it about punctuality? Huh? What is it about being on time that we just can't register? It's not even about like being in the building. It's like being in your place on time. What is it about that? Why can't we never make it on time? And I'm, and I'm talking about myself included. And I try my best to make sure I'm on time with shit. But why can't we always? What is it? And I'm not talking, and I'm not talking, this does not have to do with life situations. I'm not talking about like situational shit like that. But why is it? Literally, we make plans or we make something up. Like literally, this is this is what I'm saying. We make plans for something and we can't even be on time for the plans that we made. What is that? What is wrong with us? Why can't we do better? I'm just I like, I don't know why that just popped in my head because. We're always fucking late for something that either we agreed to be in or that we set the fuck up. Why are we late? Why is lateness such a a a, a American thing? <laughs> like, like being late is the new on time. You understand what I'm saying? And for so long. I was taught that literally being early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. To be late, oh, you, you're done. But I see the reverse happening. I'm seeing that, yo, if you're late, you're on time. Now, I get situations happen, things happen, all that shit happens. I, oh, I get that, right? But there's also a thing called communication and that a lot of you don't have it to sit here and let a nigga know, like, yo, gonna be late, gonna be five, gonna be ten. And then here's the thing. Y'all five and ten minutes late, be like 30 an hour late. And then we as the people who love to be late get mad at the people who actually there. On time. You don't want them to get an attitude. You don't want them to get mad. No, 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 no. You don't want them to get an attitude. Why are you getting an attitude? Yeah, I was like, I had to fix this and do da 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 da. Here's the thing. And this is because I've done this and sometimes do this. Yeah, I'll call myself out. I don't give a damn. Here's the thing. A lot of us, including myself, make up excuses in our head last minute knowing we were late for no reason. Dare, and I dare anybody who listens to my podcast to literally say I'm wrong. Literally. We will have to force, because I force myself out of bed for shit that I ain't want to go to, that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be late for this. And I don't care if I'm late, I'm just going to make an excuse. Trust me, I've done it. You understand what I'm saying? But then it started happening to me. And I'm like, you know what? I had to check myself at the door. Let me let me stop doing that shit. Because I don't want that shit happening to me. I don't want that shit to be happening to me. And as somebody who literally, you know, thrives himself on function uh, uh, functionality and 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 trying my best to be on time for things, 
it's sick and it's sad when people can literally sit here and look in your face, look you dead in your face, and say, "Oh, I'm gonna be on time." What time? Six? Okay, I'm gonna be there. Now, when I say when people say six o'clock, black people time. That's a wrap. That's about seven. Hell, seven thirty, damn near. You understand what I'm saying? Now, see, if we was really on time, a lot of us would be sick. I know I just I just segued into a whole nother time period and shit like that. You know, going into the but I'll get back to Ashanti and them in a minute. Cause this one, this one right here just this this one lit a fire under my ass right quick. You know how we go on like Thanksgiving and Christmas and like, you know, family say like six or dinner gonna be ready at three, four, whatever. What if dinner was really ready at three? Hmm? Because I know for me, like my grandma, my auntie, when they say three o'clock, and tr- and 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 I kid you not, I, I I put this on my dad. My grandma and my aunt, every year that they cooked, okay, and it's only been a handful of years that I really have not had they cooking this 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 past holiday season included. But even talking to them, every year, they are done with cooking by 3 o'clock, okay? And see, for me, I've learned from my OGs because here's the thing. I don't want to be in a hot-ass kitchen cooking all fucking day. You understand what I'm saying? So my people's always taught me, yo, my nigga. Make sure you got everything together. You know, whether that be a job interview, if you got somewhere to be or do something, make sure you get it done early prep and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a job interview, make sure you got your clothes ironed and your shoes out and shit like that so you can be on time in in parentheses early for your job interview. You know? Or if you cook and make sure you prep your shit up, Right? Or if you're cooking a massive a massive meal, make sure you got your prep shit up. Because you don't want to be in the kitchen cooking all goddamn day. Now, it'd be crazy if all of our family said, like, yo, dinner's at 3. Dinner's literally at 3. Most of us literally show up at late as fuck at, like, 4 or 5 and dinner's gone. Y'all would be sick. Tell me if I'm lying. Tell If I'm lying, I'm down. You know we, as a community of black folks, will be sick as hell if we really followed and being on time. We don't know what on time is. So when it comes back to the... And, and so going back to the Keisha Cole and shit like that, like, yo, I'm looking at it and I'm like, why does this happen so much? And this is just not what Keisha and Ashanti, like, for the last, for all of these battles, I think the only battle that was really on time, the battles, Little John... And Luda, and then Erica and Gio. That those two battles right there were the only two that were literally in their place on time, ready to go, ready to go. And hell, Lil John had he was DJing, my nigga. You hear me? So I I, I didn't understand it. Okay, cool, whatever. So then we get into the songs, yada, yada. They playing the songs. I always thought Ashanti had the better ballad than Keisha. Um, but I love Keisha's music. No, no, you know, that's that's not a shot to her. I just always thought Ashanti had the better, the better catalog. 
but it was the shape that that was captivating. You have two queens. And it's so easy for queens who have status like they have status to to shade each other. And I wasn't ready for them to do and shade the way they were about to shade, right? And the jabs back and forth that were going, you know, like the funnies and shit like that that were made is just like, yo, come on now. One, y'all not even in the same room together. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's that's for one. Two, right, a lot of respect wasn't being put on Keisha's name. Here's the thing. A lot of people will disrespect Keisha, but... Um, and her music and shit like that. But let's keep it a motherfucking bean. A lot of you hoes and shit like that out there that disrespected her music and said that she she ain't got no hits and shit like that are the same ones that literally go back home with your cheating ass motherfucking man and literally be turning on, I should have cheated. Literally. Literally. So, Keisha, don't even worry about these hoes because they, they go back and listen to your music. Don't worry about them hoes. Like, here's the thing. It was so much disrespect that I seen from from by comments and shit. Like I'm like, hold the fuck up. I, now I know what I said and said Ashanti got you know got the better ballad of hits, but don't come for Keisha like she she don't got them. She may not sound the best in some areas, right? She may not sing better than Ashanti. We got that. We know that. But let's not act like she don't got them hits that everybody was trying to, like everybody was feeling. Trust me, middle school, high school, y'all was singing the motherfuckers. Hell, I was singing the motherfuckers. Stop playing. Rocking all the, I should have cheated. Like, stop playing. You feel me? Like, stop playing. So... It was just like, you know, you just like, <laughs> not the oh, but I'm saying like, stop, stop, stop disrespecting, stop disrespecting these two um, icons right here. And and you can, you can, and, and some people going to look and, and some people going to hear me and be like, icon, Keisha's not an icon, depends on, depends on who you talk to, right? Because if you still listen to her music after what, 10 plus years, 10, 15 years still, like I still listen to Sin from Heaven is probably one of my favorite R&B ballad songs. And that's probably the one of the only songs of Keisha's where she really had, she utilized her true vocal ability. For real, for real. And that was her biggest song to date, I believe. Yes. And I fuck with it, heavy. And so... When we, when people are disrespecting Miss Miss Coles and shit like that, it's just like, yo, we not gonna do that. But it was a lot of shade thrown between both of them, and which I did not like. Like, I, I get it, you know, a little stealth jab here, you know, a little quick jab here, that that don't hurt nobody. But at the same time, it's like, yo, come on, now. you know, like, yo, come on, like, cut it out, like, quit it. You know, like, we here for all good love, good health, all that shit. Like, we ain't trying to be all that. But, like, it was a lot of shit going on. Keisha's mic, you know, sound and camera shit. Like, it was just like, yo, make sure y'all do Keisha right. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't be on that type of tip. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's never, I never like to see, um, Queens and Kings fighting, especially, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not the, 
it's not the best thing that you you know you want to see. Um, this busted challenge really is working my nerves. But this but one busted challenge that I seen with this white granny, um, I think she she tore down the busted. It was lit as hell. Um, <laughs> it's all my story. You know, she just changed clothes. You know, that's it. it. That was it. And somebody, I knew somebody told her to put her hands up because if you watch the video, she looks and and it looked like somebody's telling her to throw your hands in the air and she just throw her hands in the air, bruh. Oh, man. Hilarious. Huh? Hilarious. Let's see what else we got. It was something I wanted to talk about, too. Oh, we got to give some flowers to Amanda um, Gorman, who was the first um, young black, uh, young, um, black African-American um, lady to be um, to be the national poet for the inauguration. Um, she was the first youth, I believe, to, to actually speak or a young lady to speak like that, um, not even like that, but because she, because she, she, she did such an amazing job. Um, but she will recite a new poem during the Super Bowl, which is amazing. Um, she, she really killed that, like, like really, really, really did her thing with, um, with that. Like it's, it's, it's really great um, to see our black women winning for real, for real. Our, our black women, our black young women. Um, just to see our black women winning, like I know for me personally, um, it's weird because being an advocate for black women has like gotten, or just being supportive of black women, like my, 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 my black women friends who understand the support love it, but let's keep it a being. It's a lot of black women who don't like that shit. And it's weird to me. It wears me out when I when I don't get why black women don't want the support or always sitting here trying to negate the support because they don't think it's genuine. Like, this is a genuine love. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I talk my shit. Yeah, I say what I need to say and I say it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm like, I want all my people to win, especially my black women. You understand what I'm saying? Because for one, I was raised by one. I was birthed by one literally by a single mother you understand what i'm saying like yeah i went to go see my dad every 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 summer up until his passing but like my mom raised me my my dad would if he if he was here today he would tell you like that's that's her doing like she did that i was in the hospital for for most of his life you know what i'm saying like I, i really had a small part to play you know even though that's really not the case but like yo he would tell you like yo she did that she raised him, and she'll tell you that. So it's like I, I have a, I've always had a special place in my heart for black women. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just being, being a support, being a friend, right? Being a supporter, being a fellow advocate for them. You understand what I'm saying? Because I've always been one for my black men, right? Even when both sides of the spectrum, um, you know, during my childhood and my adolescence, really wasn't fucking with the kid. You know, it came into my adult years, you know what I'm saying, where I had to literally forgive that, forgive, you know, let that shit go, you know, but um, it is weird, you know, nowadays, like, it's it's weird, like, I've seen a paradigm shift, like, it's like, it was like for some years, like, supporting black men was it, and now, like, now, 
I don't want to say that now that's most black women have that support. Like they don't want it anymore of, of, you know, support of black women togetherness. They don't want it from outside figures because that's a lie. But at the same time, that's sometimes how I feel because when you get ostracized and looked at, like, why are you, why are you saying this? You know, like I was, I was watching hip hop evolution and somebody, um, a lady was talking about Tupac, um, and how they was talking about Brenda's got a baby. And you would never think a black man is talking about abortion and a woman throwing away a child and how hard it is to... Re- like, nowadays, that is so... For- a, a, a black woman would look at you crazy if you spoke the words Pac is speaking right now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if we, if, if I spoke the same words that pop, people would look at me like, I'm sorry, you're not a black woman. You're not a woman. You don't even have a pussy. You don't have a, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And it's not to sit here and be disrespectful and say, yo, no. But it's to sit here and say, yo, this is what I see. This is what I see from my black women. This is what's happening. This is what's happening for my black men who are not taking care of my black, of our black queens, of our women, when we have to do better, Right? And so it's weird. It's it's very very weird. It's it's very, um, very weird. I wanted to find this other story. There was another story that I wanted to talk about, um, and I seen it on BuzzFeed. I thought, give me a second, guys. Um, no, not Billie Eilish. I don't even listen to girl. It was on here. Maybe it was the um, Amanda thing. I think that was, I think that was it. Okay, well, shit, that was it then. We'll turn up. Okay, well, that was it. That was it for the show. We'll turn the hell up. I like that. All right, well, let's give y'all a hand clap of praise. You know what I'm saying? Turn the hell up. You know, I'm going to give you a little hand clap. Um, listen, make sure that you um, check us out on all, again, social media platforms. We're on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, SoundCloud, we're everywhere. You can also check me out on my website, www.tarazhicks.com forward slash Pod. I love you guys. I will see you guys, um, not next week, but the week after. Uh, it is my birth. Well, it will be my birthday on Monday. So happy birthday to me. I will be turning 27 years of age, man. I'm so excited, um, for that. 26 has been a year. Um, I think before I go, actually, you know, before I go, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit reflecting, um, with my birthday being about, you know, four or five days away, um, 26, 26 brought a lot of new strength to me. Um, and what I mean by that is 26 was a year that I really thought things in the beginning were going to catapult for me. Right. And excuse me. And I really thought like in my mind, I had all the necessary tools to do what I needed to do to, to make it to the next level. Right. Or to go to the next level, you know. Um, and what I and what I understood in my in, in that year of 26 is that one, I'm still a student. Right. And and I realized that 
early, right? In, in some instances, sometimes when you become an expert in your field, or maybe not even an expert, still a media, uh, um, in a, uh, intermediate or expert, right? Um, when you have the knowledge to give to people, sometimes you get you get a little cocky, right? You get a little cocky with it. And sometimes it's like, okay, I need to re-humble you, right? And for a lot of that, um, a lot of the podcasting, um, 26 was a, hmm, I want to say it was like a very, very cocky year. You know what I'm saying? It was a very, very cocky type of age, especially for what I was doing. You know, I was just, I was getting my master's that year. I was, um, I was going into my fourth year of, uh, well, of being an entrepreneur, third year of podcasting in general. Um, and I was doing a damn thing in West Michigan, you know what I'm saying? I will always consider myself um, uh, one of the, if not the best podcaster in West Michigan, one of the best podcasters to come out of Michigan, um, to come out of Detroit. And so, um, and just one of those podcast personalities that you could not shake, right? And so, um, 26 brought a lot of uncertainty, um, especially with uh, COVID and everything. And one thing that I understood about myself is that I had a lot of faith in God. um, And I had a lot of faith in my faith. Um, But I, I understood that I didn't have a lot of trust in my faith or in God, right? Um, I think when we're on our walk with him or whoever that you pray to or worship, um, when we're on our walk, I think we get lost in that, right? We get lost in being so faithful that sometimes even when God messes up, right? Um, because I think we, we think God is almighty and he doesn't mess up, but I think sometimes he can and he does. Um, even when God messes up, um, learning grace, learning mercy, learning patience still, right? Because I, and and I've always said this on my show, learning patience, um, is a thing that I continuously learn and I have, I've gotten so much better at it, but I can still get more. Um, I can still get better at what I'm doing. Right. And so, um, learning that, um, getting more into my Bible, um, in a, in a, in a spiritual sense and learning, um, more about God, um, learning more about faith. Um, I think learning was really one of the words that 26 brought me. I, I became a a forever student, right? Even if I didn't want to be a student no more, I was leaving the student tree of college, right? I'm leaving that environment, right? Um, that's also what 26 brought me to, the 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 combination of me leaving school, right? It brought a, a lot of finals for me, a lot of I'm opening new doors now. You understand what I'm saying? I'm about to go into new, right? A lot of new, a lot of learning, a lot of humbleness, re-humbleness um, in 26, uh, moving from Grand Rapids to, or Michigan to New York. You understand what I'm saying? Like a lot of things, um, were new and I had to endure those, right? Endurance, um, really seeing what strength I truly had, right? Cause I think we can talk the talk, but really God, 
um, wants to see if you can walk that motherfucking walk as well. You understand what I'm saying? Like real shit. He wants to see if he can walk that walk. And so I felt like at most times when I was talking my shit, he wanted to see, okay, let me see if you really about it for real. And um, I would tell anybody, like, it gets hard. Like, it got hard during that year. But it built me strength that I don't think um, I have had ever, right? Um, Each moment... um, And what 26 really taught me is that each moment that I feel down or I feel like I'm breaking or I feel like I'm back to crawling, all I got to do is continue to move forward because I know where crawling was, right? I crawled to get to where I was. And if I need to do that again, I know how to get back up. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, 26 was such a great year. you know, a great time, uh, really just a lot of chilling, uh, a lot of working, a lot of entrepreneurial work that, you know, had me burnt out at times, had me questioning if I wanted to continue doing this, had me questioning a lot of shit, right? And that's the resolve, that's the resilience, you know what I'm saying, of me. It really showed me that, yes, you have the endurance, yes, you have the strength, yes, you have the resolve, yes, yes you have the resilience, to not only continue doing the work professionally, but personally, you know, there are things at 26 um, that, you know, I don't do, you know, or, or there are things are 20 that I did at 22 that I don't do at 26. You know, there's a lot of things now that, you know, at 21 that, that I would do at 21 that I don't do now. You know, a lot of people are saying, like, you you are on a whole nother wave of thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, because I can't be, and I, and I have to give this to my, my boy, Bert. Um, and, and for me, age is never, a, 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 age is nothing but a number to me. It's, it's how you move um, that, that really brings out the maturity in you. You understand what I'm saying? And I understand where your age gap is, but it's, it's how you move and the maturity and how you really speak. Um, to me, that's that 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 captivates me, and so um, really, twenty six was really learning from others who were younger, older, same age for me. Um, really taking that in, really networking with a lot of like twenty six forced me to network with so many individuals who were not in my field, who were not in my realm, who were not even in my space and it forced me to get out of that not trusting anyone type of mentality trust me as i said on tuesday or last uh last week's after dark show we um i said that my word this year is trust right or if i didn't say it on this um earlier my word is trust and so having that experiencing that and really just meeting some amazing people before I left um, Grand Rapids to come to New York, meeting some amazing new connections that, 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 um, that I have nurtured and matured, you know what I'm saying, is amazing, right? Um, really networking with a lot of, of podcasters across the world. Right. Um, From London to New York to Chicago to L.A., back home in Florida, back home in Detroit, like 
so much networking that I have to literally be like 26, even though we went through a pandemic, even though it was COVID, even though we lost a lot, yo, God really had the kit, right? Like 26 brought the first year where I was literally not working and I literally had to ask for help. And if you know me for real, I hate to ask for help. Anybody will tell you they hate to ask for help. But for me, it is cringing. It is like my heart starts to beat fast and I don't I don't know what the answer is going to be. I don't know how people are going to think. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like four steps ahead. Like they're going to think I'm a bum. They're going to think I'm this. I'm gonna think, yo, like I'm, I'm in my head and I'm like, yo, I, I don't know because, you know, you give to people. They don't want to give it back. And, you know, some people and 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 the the saying is like you just gotta you have to be who you are whether regardless if that person and you can't expect people to be who you are to yourself you know to to um to you you know what i'm saying because they're not that and so really just opening myself to receive because a lot of us um who are givers um whether in in any way shape or form don't know how to receive at times. You know what I'm saying? So being able to receive and being okay with that was a big one for me in 26. And um, I'm thankful that God has really brought me through uh, this year because this was a tough, tough year. It was a tough year. 26 was a tough year. Um, it'll be one of my toughest, if not my toughest so far, but I got through it. Um, we, we, you know, we, we still a few more days away, but got through it, you know, and I'm blessed and I'm here and I'm thankful, um, to have a business that's continually running, continually, um, you know, running up the streams, you know, having, um, uh, amazing people in my corner who genuinely support me getting my ass if I need, you know, if, if I need it for real, you know, encourage me in so many ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I, I, I can't, I, listen, I, I got the best support group. I'm going to just say that shit off the fly. Like I got the best support group. Argue me if you want to, like I have the best support system period you understand what i'm saying like literally seeing people who gonna rock with you when you down my nigga like when you see that for real like it it gets it gets you emotional you feel what i'm saying like it gets you like yo these are the people who when they down you got them no matter what because they had you no matter what you understand what i'm saying like no matter what, and so I'm 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 super appreciative. I'm super appreciative for God placing those people and taking the people that needed to be taken out to be taken out. That means I don't have no. That don't mean I got I don't have you know no love for you because it's all love. But that energy, that time, ah, bro, twenty seven. It's about trust and God trusting more in Him. I always have my faith. My faith is strong. My faith is undeniable. But that trust in my faith, trusting more in people, professionally and personally, right? Because if you knew me for a long time, a lot of people burn bridges with me. 
when it came to professional shit, especially when it came to podcasting shit. So it's like this year, this decade, I want to be more trusting with people. That don't mean I got to sit here and, you know, but just like being open to new things, to doing new stuff that may seem uncomfortable for a minute or may seem out of the ordinary, but it's going to work in the long run. So 26 was a great year and I really do appreciate y'all for rocking and thank you. So happy birthday to me. Turn up. (laughs) I love y'all again. I will see y'all the following week after next. And yeah, y'all be good. Stay easy. Stay breezy. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Don't stop it. You guys are too much. You guys are too much. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Love, peace, and hair grease. I will see y'all on the 8th. All right? Peace.